0: Hello, baseball fans! Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Recordings from my hotel room in Waltham, Massachusetts, just down the Massachusetts Turnpike from Fenway Park, the home of the Boston Red Sox. I'm continuing my sentimental trip through the Northeast. Took my kids to the Boston Museum of Science where it is indeed fun to find out and you know my kids could just hold lectures there. They could they could they could set up a little stand where they could you know lecture about dinosaurs and the Triassic period and the Jurassic period and the Cretaceous period and the Mesozoic era and all these things that you may have heard about, but they will break it down in detail and kind of expect you to know the same thing. I guarantee you that if I set up a microphone in front of my kids, they could do 365 dinosaur podcasts a year, except if it's a leap year, then they're going to do another one. They are indeed chips off the proverbial block, except the fact that well, they're not really huge baseball fans, but I have to come to grips with that every single day. Hey, <clears throat> I, I don't mean to take this down a, a more serious path, but why not? Sometimes you have to talk about stuff, and sometimes you have to address stuff. And I have talked about this topic on the podcast, and I don't like talking about this podcast, but sadly, in sports, this topic comes up. And it's coming up again. Now, by the time this podcast goes up, I'm not 100% sure what status Jose Reyes is going to have in terms of his playing with the Mets. But it sure looks like he is Mets-bound, and it sure looks like it's going to happen very, very soon that he is going to be a member of the Mets and coming up to the Mets and being part of the Mets. And you're already starting to see the storyline being written You're starting to see fans, you know, I'm not going to speak for every Met fan because not every every fan base is the same. But I'm seeing enough that is making me, I don't know, disgusted. Is that the right word? And I actually got into a couple of Twitter arguments with some people where I actually can't believe some of the terms that are being floated around about Jose Reyes. Someone once criticized this podcast saying that I have I go on sanctimonious PC rants from time to time. I really, really hope that the fan who said that despite that he still listens to the show, uh, I hope that this one is not labeled a PC rant. I hope this is called good, solid, common goddamn sense there is a huge problem about domestic violence beating of women amongst athletes not every athlete of course not every athlete but it is enough of an issue that it needs to be addressed more than well it's people's private lives it is there's all sorts of abuse and performance. What about abuse of men? There are all sorts of abuse, but there is a specific strain. There's a specific trend of big, large athletes who get everything they want because we worship them, and beating of women. You see this in different sports. We obviously saw it happen in the NFL, and it couldn't possibly have been handled worse in the NFL. Fortunately, in baseball, there has been attempts to try and address the issue and create suspensions and create penalties for people who do this crime. And that's what it is, a crime. And it is many things. Now, Jose Reyes, this year, or it was the end of last year, was, they, they called, uh, his wife called 911 based upon, let's call it, let's be use legalese and say an incident, smashing her into a window, choking her, all the stuff that happened. There was a 911 call, which was horrifying. And there was an investigation and Major League Baseball saw enough to suspend him, whatever the final amount was, 50 games. It was it was a chunk of the season that Jose Reyes was suspended. And the Colorado Rockies, not exactly a franchise with the deepest pockets, not exactly a franchise going anywhere fast, decided to say, F it, get out of here. Cut him. Ate 40 million tomatoes and San Jose Reyes packing. Now, it could He pointed out that he had no trade value. Jose Reyes had zero trade value. It could be, so therefore, what were they going to get from him? It could be pointed out that Trevor Story came up from the farm system as filling in shortstop quite nicely, but either way, the Rockies ate Jose Reyes' contract and told him to go pound sand. Whatever their motivation was, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that. There was no reason to bring him back. And rumors started swirling around because the Mets can't hit. The Mets cannot hit at all. And so, therefore, were they going to bring back Jose Reyes, one-time super popular player with the Mets, who left the Mets via free agency to go to Miami, found himself in Toronto. Toronto traded him to Colorado in the Tolowitzki trade. And now he looks like he's coming back to the Mets. Now look it. Let me make 100% clear. If he served his suspension, which he did, okay. He's free to come back. The Rockies didn't want him and sent him packing. Now, I looked at that as there's no reason to sign him. What what is the motivation to sign him? Do you is it that you think he's a good clubhouse guy, or you think that he's a productive player? Well, he's obviously neither. He's obviously his his game just being cold hearted about being a player. He's he's borderline worthless, and as a human being, there's no borderline. He's worthless. Now. The Mets wanting to try anything to jumpstart their offense are hoping they can catch the proverbial lightning in the bottle with Jose Reyes. And I'm saying, why? Why bring in someone and you're essentially raising a middle finger to anyone who cares about domestic violence? Anyone, any woman fan... Of the Mets or anyone who has any empathy for women you are saying do you know what it's more important to us that we have a chance that this washed-up player will have a spark all right if you want to say we're gonna bring him in because we need something I mean I don't say fine to that but here's the things I don't want to hear I don't want to hear come back I don't want to hear redemption. I don't want to hear he made a mistake. And I'm already starting to see that. I'm already starting to see people use the word mistake. Even in Jose Reyes' pathetic response to what happened, he referred to it as an incident that he, he was involved in. He referred to it, he never used the phrase, I committed a violent crime. It's not a mistake. A mistake is I left my keys in the car. The mistake is I ordered uh, a burrito at a place that doesn't specialize in Mexican food. A mistake is, oh, I rented the wrong version of Twilight. It was the one with Paul Newman and Gene Hackman, not the one with the vampires and werewolves. A mistake is wanting to see either version of Twilight. A mistake is not committing a violent crime. He didn't do that by mistake. That wasn't an accident, that was an intentional act of violence. And do you know what? There are some things that are unforgivable. There are. There are acts that are not forgivable. Because their effects are irreversible. Think about what I mean by that. You are a husband and you beat your wife. Even if she says, I forgive you, and they patch things up, it's never the same. It is never the same. The trust is never the same. The fear of it happening. Again, is never it's is, is always there. And nobody does domestic, there's no one commits domestic violence once. It's like, ah, oh, that one time it happened. If you got to the point where you can do that and the wife calls 911, then this is not about you made a bad choice once. This is a pattern of who you are. I really believe there are some things in life that are not forgivable. Uh, Murder is one. I believe rape is one. I think abuse of children is one. I think domestic abuse is another. Those are, they, they can never be reversed. The effects are never reversed. And so if you want to, as a society step up and say we need to do something about this especially in a community and in an environment where we give athletes too much star treatment we give them too much leeway there is too much testosterone and machismo and too much belittling of women all these are true I don't if you don't if you can't agree with those statements, then I'm sorry, you live in an alternate universe. And at this point, we, the conversation between us can't exist because we live in different planes of reality. We have to do things to turn the tide. To say, no, it's not okay. It's not a mistake. It's not something that can be redeemed by hitting doubles into the gap. And that's the thing that I'm really afraid of. If he comes back and starts to hit and starts to play well and gets standing ovations, and they show the 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 videos of him winning the batting title in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, whenever the hell he won the batting title, and it's like, oh, Reyes is back, and oh, those off the field troubles here, things like off the field troubles, off the field troubles. He committed a violent crime less than what seven months ago. He can't be redeemed. I don't care if he hits the walk-off Grand Slam to win the World Series. That redeems exactly piddly-poo. We can't redeem violent crimes, irreversible violent crimes, through baseball. And this is coming from me, a goddamn lunatic who loves the game. There are some things that you... You know, you could do and say, oh, we deserve a second chance. Absolutely. And I can root for a player. I can separate my fandom with, you know, something I don't agree with and the fandom. Someone says something I don't agree with, or has a political belief or spiritual belief that I don't agree with. I can separate myself because those are beliefs. Those are thoughts. A diehard Boston Red Sox fan. I don't think I agree with anything that's ever come out of Kurt Schilling's mouth. Not politically. Not spiritually. We got, I got into a, an argument with Kurt Schilling. Me, Sully, me. I got into an argument with Kurt Schilling, which is a weird thing, on Twitter, about evolution. Actually, it wasn't an argument, because an argument implies that both sides had something to say. He was talking as if a, crea- as a creationist, and I was talking as someone who was explaining biological evolution. And all the while I kept thanking him for 2004 and 2007, but we disagreed on that. We disagreed politically, we disagreed on a bunch of things. But I could separate that because those are thoughts. Because those are mindsets. Even someone who's bigoted, like Daniel Murphy was bigoted, you know john rocker was an awful bigot bob nepper said a bunch of really bigoted and hateful things but a thought and saying something as opposed to a physical violent action you can change someone's mind i've changed my mind on a lot of things i'm sure if i was doing the podcast 10, 15 years ago, I would have said a bunch of things. I would go, oh man, I, I don't think that anymore. I'm sorry, because we grow as human beings. It's that thing Muhammad Ali said, is if you think the same at age 20, and then you think the same at age 50, you've wasted 30 years of your life. We grow, we understand, we become empathetic. But if you beat your wife, then that's who you are, because that's an irreversible, violent action. He wasn't convicted. Some people say he wasn't convicted. Yeah, figure that out, genius. Do what, 40 seconds of homework? Why do you think most domestic violences don't end with a pronouncement of guilt in a court of law? Can you figure it out? Can you really? Is it tough to figure out? Well, let me give you a hand. Maybe the person who's beaten is scared shitless to testify. You ever think of that? You ever think that they're looking at the person that they share a home and a life with? You ever think about how many times it's been dropped? Well, it couldn't have been true. It's been dropped. Yeah. Figure it out, genius. Figure it out. There has to be something to make this a true deterrent. Miss an entire season. How about that? Be suspended for life. How about that? Do something. Because obviously, the the way things are currently set up is not much of a deterrent at all. And do you know what? I'm going to say something. I said this on Twitter. I'm going to say this right here. I believe that there are some people out there, especially when I see some of the reaction of the possibility of Reyes rejoining the New York Mets, I think that there are some people out there who would be more judgmental of someone taking performance-enhancing drugs than they would of beating their wife. People hang the performance-enhancing drug label all over people, whether it's Bonds, whether it's Clemens, whether it's David Ortiz, whether it's A-Rod, McGuire, Giambi, Rafael Palmeiro, all those people. They're just constantly hanging over, constantly having to ask about it, constantly having their achievements questioned by it. And yet, you're seeing the return, Chapman with the Yankees, Reyes possibly with the Mets. How much will this hang over? Seriously. All people talk about with Chapman is, oh, look at how fast this fastball is. The Yankees traded for him. This is an example of if he was for with the Reds They came back and well, he's under contract, his suspension is done, he's back. No, the Yankees made an effort to bring him to the team. And the Mets made a decision knowing what he did and saying, do you know what, we are going to factor that in and we say, yes, yes, he's a miserable human being, but there's a microscopic chance he won't suck. And maybe being a fan favorite will help. You'll forgive me. Because I like the Mets. I do. I like the Mets. I'd like to see them win. I'd like to see them do well. But I have no stomach for Jose Reyes being brought back with any sort of Father Flanagan redemption story. No. Some things you don't forgive. This is one of them. And what should the Mets do? I don't know. Find someone who doesn't choke their wife. How about that? Is your farm system so bare that you don't have one person who can do that? Seriously, you have made a decision to bring this to your team. You've made a decision to look away from that. And what does that say to to anyone what how could anyone say yeah yeah we take this seriously really you really do this is not a PC rant this is common sense this is called empathy this is called understanding that there are things that are bigger than baseball and maybe if baseball wants to lead not just in terms of trying to make money, not just in terms of putting a quality product on the field, but lead to be the quality institution that once led in you know with racial courage to take the lead against domestic violence. It's a real problem. It's a real damn problem, and it's not a mistake. It's not an off-the-field issue. Off-the-field issue, if someone has an addiction, remember Sabathia? Sabathia couldn't play down the stretch and would not have been on the postseason roster when the Yankees made the playoffs last year. It didn't ultimately matter because they got shut out in the wild card game. Addiction is an off-the-field issue that should be dealt with a certain amount of, I don't don't want to say, with a certain amount of sympathy, with a certain amount of understanding. It's what I didn't like about how the angels treated the whole Josh Hamilton thing. That, no, he's a guy going through an addiction. That's one thing. Someone cycling through performance-enhancing drugs is an off-the-field issue. Now, whether or not you think that you qualify or disqualify someone for the game, that's someone doing something to themselves. But if you do something violent and intentional to another human being, I'm sorry, fuck you. That's where it comes to. And if you think for a second that Jose Reyes is... On the field performance, will do anything to create redemption. Then all I have to say is this: you know, players get to pick their music as they walk up to their, you know, to their at bats. You know, they can put whatever song they want, and they can come up. Then make his wife's nine one one call be his walk up music. Because let's not forget why he was even available for the Mets to sign. I hope the Mets come to their senses. Even if they sign to a minor league deal, it's to say, what the hell are we doing? Oh, is this really who we are? Is this really what we are? One of the most likable teams in baseball, defending National League champion. Yeah, you can't hit. But do you know what? Reyes is not who you want. Come on, Mets. You're better than that. You really are. And if you have a problem with this, send me a tweet at Sully Baseball so I can block you. I've said the same thing the last time I talked about domestic violence, but guess what? My position on the subject hasn't changed. And if the Red Sox had signed Jose Reyes, do you know what? No one would be harder on the Sox than me on this issue. I hope we never have to deal with this. I really don't. So, check out the up-to-date listings of Who Owns Baseball on MLBReports.com. Uh, go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker, Patrick Kalisky, or if the old school, send me an email, then at SullyBaseball.com. A little bit mad today. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Tomorrow will be more fun. And you can call me Sully.